I'm talking about Vienna because Vienna for me is the prime example of gender mainstreaming and a gender sensitive city in Europe, if not in the world. And you will find that uh, in UN documents that uh, Vienna is cited as a good example. And I think it's one of the reasons why um, uh, that, um, uh, uh, that Vienna is regarded or is consistently voted as one of the top most livable cities in the world. Um, as an EU, uh, a part of an EU member state, uh, all EU member states, including <laughs> us until March next year, depending on what happens, or tomorrow, <laughs> we are required to adopt gender mainstreaming in our public policies and our public services. And uh, as um, Katja has just explained, this was incorporated into the Equalities Act. But uh, Vienna has been taking gender mainstreaming very seriously for the last 20 to 30 years. And I've been very fortunate and privileged to be in um, an academic study network, um, or two in fact, in which Ava Kale, who was one of the uh, principal, uh, if you like, champions of gender mainstreaming in urban design, architecture, planning, highway engineering in Vienna. And so have heard her talk um, and uh, collaborate and, uh, as I say, uh, explain how this was done. For those of you who may be unfamiliar with the idea of gender mainstreaming, and it's, I was very put off for it, from it for a very long time because it seemed to me to be very much about the technical, rather procedural, <coughs> maybe rather boring and dull set of <laughs> ideas about how to incorporate gender equality into our practice. Um, but uh, the example of Vienna is, is very, very convincing in the way that these procedures and practices have uh, resulted in some very tangible results, as I say, in one of the most livable cities in Europe if, uh, in the European uh, continent. Um, so this is an example of the process of gender mainstreaming, which uh, takes is meant to be cyclical, and Vienna regards it as cyclical. This is a more academic take on it by uh, one of the members of our gender STE uh, network, uh, Doris Damjanovic, and uh, here she is showing that in gender mainstreaming, we think through the theory of gender inequalities. Why, you know, why are there differences? Um, it regards the evaluation of uh, how we are behaving at the moment. Where is inequality or discrimination existing? Um, then looking very critically, they talk about planning models, but it might be at examples of practice, of the way we do things, 
Um, also looking at our values, which as Katya has just mentioned, what are we really valuing in our objectives for a scheme uh, or a proposal? Uh, then taking that into practice and then evaluation of the practice and the outcomes itself themselves and then feeding back all with participation and consultation. And what's interesting about Doris's um, uh, diagram is she also talks about the importance of the symbolic dimension in and the imaginative dimension because one of the complications of gender mainstreaming is thinking what if we valued male, female activities equally. How would the world be? How is it different? It regard, you know, we need this kind of imaginative leap. So um, how, you know, how can we do it? And one of the things that Ava Kale says is that in her work within Vienna City Council, one of the big challenges is how to put across to other officers um, who are saying, well, you know, what do you want me to do? You talk in these sort of abstract terms. And she always says, it's like chopping wood. We need something, you know, very concrete, very exact um, to explain exactly how we are going to proceed. And in Vienna, this started off um, as early as 1992 when they had a women's office set up within the authority, and then they had a special office, this very long title, the special office for the coordination for the needs of women in planning and construction, and it went for 20 years. And what they did was to run over 60 pilot projects. Um, and they, at that time, there were very much uh, fewer women winning competitions, for architecture and master planning exercises, so positive discrimination, uh, also transport and movement plans. They have done a lot of work on open space, on parks and park design, district plans, design guidance, and also uh, procedural guidance. And this is a slide showing some of the key principles that are taken into uh, the strategic level of planning. And I've chosen to uh, show this because I know Claire and Noah talk, are going to talk more about public space. But one of the key principles that comes up in gender mainstreaming is about planning and designing for the requirements of everyday life. And also for the unpaid work which principally has fallen on the shoulders of women, but more and more men are now taking this on, about caring duties, about making sure that resources, space, uh, time is valued uh, equally between the sexes, um, and that rolls on to different uh, aspects of the built environment. Housing is obviously very important, governance, and uh, the idea of the polycentric urban structure, a city of short distances, is one of the key principles in Viennese um, strategic planning. 
a high quality of public space for, in terms of safety, uh, and that leads on to an environmentally friendly public transport system, a safe city for all, and uh, this very detailed attention to the requirements of daily life, including the re well, to you know, in uh, sort of highfalutin terms, we call the reproduction as well as the production, you know, the, the those caring duties. And after the special coordination office was dissolved, and the idea that gender mainstreaming was then to flow through all the different departments in Vienna, I can remember meeting. Ava and she was a bit depressed and saying, oh, you know, maybe it won't happen. You know, maybe all this 20 years of work will get forgotten. But it hasn't been. And one of the um, tools that they used, it was commissioning some work from Doris and uh, two other authors. And they looked through all the standards and practices that were then being used within the Viennese City Council and pulled out those that were particularly relevant for gender mainstreaming as well as um, uh, uh, you know developing others and so um, this document is actually available on the web it's available in English so you can download it and it explains the basic principles the objectives and it explains how to implement gender mainstreaming throughout practice. Um, so it provides a detailed set of guidance with diagrams, tables, uh, design guidance and other criteria. And it was also based on some of the pilot projects. Now, some of these are well known. I just thought I'd show one or, uh, well, really, um, two of them. Uh, one is, has been going for, has been uh, constructed for over 20 years, the Frauenwerkstatt, which was one of the early schemes, which was for an all-women um, competition. It's primarily residential, but with some mixed use. And I think if you go to Vienna, it's actually very worthwhile looking at it, because it's actually weathered very well over its 20-year life. It has um, the principles of what we would consider to be good urban design, addressing the main street. Um, I think Sebastian always talks in, <laughs> talks in the lecture on Vienna about how you come out of the metro station and you see the, the building addressing the road and the uh, mixed use there. Um, also, there's a police station at the corner of it and then this very subtle route joining up two roads in the quarter and the um, arrangement of public and private spaces um, that Francesca Ullman, the, uh, who uh, produced the master plan for it, uh, creates a, a lovely sequence of um, semi-private spaces that are now very well used as well as public spaces and it feels extremely safe walking through it. And this kind of detailed attention has been followed through by the authority in parks. Um, they've actually funded and resourced the type of information that you need to, um, to, to make good design. Uh, survey, making social surveys, um, 
and taking on board things like sexual harassment. These are some of the indicators they produced. And to conclude, um, the, this uh, whole approach towards gender mainstreaming is being taken into a new urban extension, Aspen Seestadt, which is, uh, Sebastian mentioned briefly in his talk, complete new brownfield development on a disused airfield. Uh, as you can see, it's a very major development. Gender mainstreaming is um, on the flyer for the development. Uh, the public spaces are being, uh, uh, have the guidelines produced by Jan Gale. The master plan was won by Tovat and Partners. Um, there's a very uh, high level of social and commercial infrastructure in it. And they've really taken building a chunk of city very seriously. So there's 20,000 jobs going in there, a real mixed use. The process um, had gender experts involved at different phases from the strategic planning down to um, the competitions for each parcel of land. So these voices and learning was carried through. Um, and also in um, the alterations to the master plan and in a special study that was produced to go alongside the development. And you know the results are, are quite varied. There are different plots and housing. The public spaces are very impressive. And to um, finish at the symbolic level, which I mentioned at the beginning, one of the uh, there were two uh, CEOs for the development, one female, one male. And one thing the uh, woman uh, CEO did. Uh, before she stepped back down was to make sure that some of the streets are named after famous women from Vienna and from Viennese society as well as elsewhere. So we have Hannah Arendt, <laughs> and famous Austrian phil woman philosopher, and Janis Joplin, but there are other ones less well known. So I really commend Vienna to you as a prime example of gender mainstreaming, seeing how it works. And here are some references for anybody who would like to follow it up. Um, and um, Sebastian Lowe's Urban Nows Lecture gives a very good background. Um, and for those of you who've been, you know, um, you can uh, discuss what would be the barrier to doing this in London, particularly. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.